We fade back into the blue and green lit hallway and pan until we see a glass wall looking into one of the interrogation rooms. It is one hour before the large conference room scene we last saw. One of the seamless doorways opens up to let out the gentleman making the rounds to all of the subjects. Once the glass wall slides back into place, the man turns to make eye contact with another being standing in the hallway with him. They hold the gaze for a moment, followed by a knowing nod from both parties before the man in the blazer turns to head to the next room. He stops for a moment and says, Something's up. You know that though, don't you? His question is met with silence. He turns over his shoulder to meet the gaze again. There ain't no way this many of them stumbled upon events simultaneously without there being something or someone pushing the timetable forward. Someone is raising the stakes out here. We have to figure this out, or there ain't gonna be anything left to protect. We hear the hiss of another doorway opening behind him and see him as he steps backwards into the room and maintain eye contact until the door shuts behind him. everybody it's time for another world building episode of myth takes uh i am colin parker your pod boss and today i am joined by graham thompson and jordan reed hello gentlemen hey how's it going colin graham hi (laughs) (laughs) graham jordan how the heck are (laughs) you graham you go first um, you know what? I just uh, I got back from lunch. Uh, I it, I, it's a, it's a Sunday. We so there's no Chick Fil A. I no, unfortunately, it's Sunday, Colin. <laughs> That's what I was saying. So that you can't go there. Yeah. Where'd you go? Pepper Jacks? No, we actually went to a uh, Steel Fire. That place in Maple Lawn. Oh and yeah, I, I yeah. That's yeah. a it's called like a bourbon burger. It was oh, pretty darn good. Sick. That sounds good. For those was... who aren't aware, Graham and I are literally next door neighbors. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I did go to Pepper Jack's today for lunch. Uh, I got That's a, a good sub call. there. I love That's Pepper Jack's very much. Uh, Jordan, what about you? Well, compared to your guys' day, man, I've done nothing. I didn't go to <laughs> Pepper Jack's or Willie Stips or uh, Stang- <laughs> the, 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 the Stangler's Ranch. <laughs> well, you know what? Sometimes doing nothing is, is doing a lot something. of fun. Yeah, no, for real. <laughs> that too. Well, but you see, yesterday you were all sorts of busy, Jordan. I was seeing all sorts of crazy stuff that you were up to yesterday. Man, I cut a bunch of avocados open. I defrosted some shrimp. Uh, what else <laughs> what? did we do? You know, honestly, you went biking. I did. Yeah, I actually did. It was nice. It was very. It was. It was typical Ohio. It was nice in the morning. It started raining, so I postponed the bike ride. And I'm not trying to like, not trying to get too crazy. But Lindsay and I went and bought mulch, and then <laughs> I came home, went for a bike ride. Two minutes in, downpour. Next five minutes, very very mm-hmm. sunny. Next two minutes, downpour, and then extremely sunny. 
Uh, and then I came back home and it did that throughout the day. And that was it, really. We watched. We started watching 13 Reasons Why Season 2, ate some food because we're humans and that's our uh, fuel source. <laughs> I don't know if you guys knew that. Um, yeah, that's, but, that's our MO. But, sure. uh, yeah, we fueled up and then uh, got a little crazy and watched some Netflix. Well, uh, nice. uh, j- just because purely it's relevant. Have you heard about these, uh, what do they call themselves? The people that believe that you can like survive purely off of air? Oh, I've heard. I, I, yeah, uh, yeah. I've seen something similar on uh, errors or Lynn's and I. Or... I think I think Airbender I think is is the word <laughs> is the actual name. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were thinking about mouth breathers for a second there, but I think that's a different type of person. Well, it's because like one of them was like, I've gone a full week off of just breathing air and, and sunlight. Like, if you like if we lock you in this room for five days and you like do it, we will give you fifty thousand dollars. She quit three days in after losing like however many pounds because she's just like she she or sorry maybe she had to survive a full week she quit like four or five days in she was almost because like she exactly well (laughs) she was like uh suffering from dehydration everything it's like well (laughs) you kind of need water (laughs) you know what she really needed she just needed some four sigmatic coffee hi i'm colin parker from the scavengers network i'm kidding we'll get to that later um so hey (laughs) now that we've done a little bit of this intro um and just in case people have never met you guys why don't we both uh or i i people know who i am i hope at this point but uh graham mm-hmm. uh why don't you start us off and just sort of tell us what you do with the scavengers network and then jordan when graham's done you take over what do i do Jeez, i mean like i don't i don't host a podcast or anything like i just like sometimes play video games and comment on them and edit the videos and upload them to youtube that's mm-hmm. like you guessed on, on on a couple podcasts too though it's true uh, unfortunately, like when they uh, when they run out of important like cool people to have on, they're like, I guess we can sell it for Graham. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, Graham is definitely my. Oh God, I don't have anything. Graham, can you just yeah. step in? I guess. And I'm like, I can be on a podcast. Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, no, Graham did a great job uh, when I lost power when I was I had to put out an episode of EQ and A, uh, and oh, that was fun. Uh, I had to have Graham do all the intro stuff because I didn't have power, so I couldn't record anything. So. Uh, you did a great job. Um, it was a lot more fun than you'd think. It is. I love podcasting. Now, Jordan, you are a podcaster. Yeah, correct. Yeah, my my wife and I, Lindsay, host Spooky Spouses on the Scavengers Net, and that's all we do. <laughs> well, now you also do Myth Takes. Um, and the in case you aren't aware of what Myth Takes is, Myth Takes is a Scavengers Network podcast that features a rotating cast of network members uh, just playing a little bit of Monster of the Week. Uh, right. for, and because it's a rotating cast, I'm not always necessarily going to be the keeper. Uh, but I am for the first little bit here as we introduce all of our characters and uh, talk about the world that we are creating. Um, before we get into the whole crux of fighting them monsters and shit. So, um, oh, and by the way, you can curse on this podcast oh, just in case. Yes. Open up yeah. the gate. Open up the pit. Here we go. Yeah. So you can say piss all you want. <laughs> um, so uh, since we've already kind of done certain orders, Graham, why don't you introduce us to your character? Oh, boy. Where do I begin? Um <laughs> So the formal class name that I am playing, I am playing a divine. So it, it, it's it's kind of broad, at least like what sort of like like all the different like uh, the abilities, I guess, or what are they called um, the moves that you uh-huh. can take, kind of range and like uh, the various kind of like I don't know the the divine is kind of like pretty far reaching. 
Um, but when I was kind of looking through the moves and different kind of like way to uh, describe and and I don't know describe the background of your character, I saw that like the that that smite and um and angel wings were two things that I was like those are pretty cool. Um, so that's what gave me the idea of well, what if I just play a, a an angel <laughs> for like I, I uh-huh. or in the context of like the whatever the the the, the Christian uh like the what do you call it the christian version of, of angels or these 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 higher beings that I'm talking about like angels and airwaves tom delong i wish oh boy so graham you're <laughs> sort of a you're sort of a winged bass player with a very cool haircut <laughs> um you know what i haven't thought about playing like an instrument i have thought about being like <laughs> this something so so I could ooh uh the the like the, the the gear that my character starts with. I start with like a sword. But what if I could start with an axe? Now and that could be a completely about, different okay, direction. We're, we're getting we'll come we'll come back to that. Why don't we at least get through what we do have? And then we can we can maybe modify as we go. But now this is like this this is a whole like new inspiration. <laughs> so are you gonna change your name to to DeLong? Maybe. <laughs> Hello, Earthlings. I'm here to save you <laughs> with my axe. With my axe and my oh, alien boy. friends. All right, all right. That's enough. Tom DeLong. Sorry. All right, go ahead. Uh, so, so at least at least what I have on paper is uh-huh. I have a. I guess. Uh, I mean, I, I, it's kind of weird describing some form of like divine whatever other other world. I whatever. It, it's it's she she looks like a woman mm-hmm. like a fairly i don't know maybe like youngish in her like 20s woman with like long blonde hair a perfectly maintained suit um i don't know i don't, I don't know what sort of inspirations i'm going for here um but like a more more modern version of like whatever a the angels depicted in like art and whatever right like wearing a full business suit very well kept very like pristine um um Somewhat, in terms of like sorry is that sorry? kind of is that like reminiscent of like uh whatever that dude's name is in that CW show who are you talking about Nah, I'm 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 trying to make a poll of a show that I don't really know. Oh, that Mark, show Supernatural. Mark Hoppus. Oh, yes, Mark, oh, Mark Hoppus. Ooh, see, he actually plays the bass. Yeah. Mm. Well, all right. I'm sorry. I I try to make a poll for a TV show that I've watched like all of like five episodes on. So maybe that doesn't help. Um, mm-hmm. but there's some angel guy on the show Supernatural, and he wears a suit. But I wasn't sure if like that's the sort of thing you're talking about, or are you talking more like you know like corporate world suit hmm i'm thinking more corporate world i'm thinking straight up like this person uh she looks like she just walked out of like signing a big deal with of whatever fortune 5 company like she like i i don't know um i'm imagining just the pristine very square very sharp looking suit Uh um and that like I mean, I, I don't know other sort of flavor things like like th- th- there's probably some sort of like like light glow, <laughs> mm-hmm. like like okay. it always looks like the spotlight is kind of roughly behind her or somewhere in the background. It's like where where's that coming from? Like oh. I don't know. That's a good okay. visual, Graham. That's cool. That is a good visual. <laughs> um, and then in terms of like her purpose, 
uh the end of days are approaching uh the apocalypse is is happening at some point and whatever sort of like afterlife person someone's like hmm well maybe i should do something about this maybe i'm not i'm not gonna go there i have more important things to do i'm gonna send my my underling my whatever <laughs> my corporate slave to go deal with the apocalypse and i'm like wait wait hold on a second i don't want to do that wait you're saying i have to go to earth i have to leave heaven to like go deal with something that i don't care about and he's like yeah you're gonna go do that and i'm like do I really? Oh, so, jeepers, mister. It's like, come on, man. <sighs> All right. So I have some sort of like contract. I, I am <laughs> contractually obligated to appear on this podcast, as well as I have to <laughs> uh, come to this, 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 this planet and do what I can to try to stop the apocalypse from happening. Uh, whether or not I actually care or right. want to... Uh, <laughs> Um, so why don't you tell us about like we've sort of talked about what your moves are, but why don't you actually like tell us what these moves are and like what they do? Yeah, so when I was reading through them, Angel Wings looks pretty darn cool because the move itself it just flat out says um, you can go instantly to anywhere you visited before or to a person you know well. Um, so I don't know if that 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 means that I like teleport, do full on like Goku instant transmission type of thing, or if I just can fly and like. I'm not impeded by like I don't know like holes in the ground or right whatever trying to get up fly up to a building. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know exactly how that's See, we can kind of play with it I think I'm sure. The the word instantly to me almost seems like it's borderline transportation. Right. Not yeah. transportation. Mm-hmm. What is it called? When teleportation? you like, that's teleportation, the word like, that's the word yeah. I said but someone edited me saying transportation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang right. it, Colin. Yeah, whoops, my bad. Um, no, but, you know, I, and I, I don't know if it's like a thing of like the wings appear and, you know, like Cloak and Dagger? Have you ever seen Cloak and Dagger at all? I no, have no, I have no. not. Okay. So, I mean, Mm-mm. not necessarily the TV show because I've never seen the TV show, but there's a comic uh, like duo called Cloak and Dagger where uh, there's a girl who's Dagger, right? And she has these like light weapons or whatever, but there's a guy named Cloak. And he has this gigantic like robe that he then encases them both in. And once they're both in, it kind of like collapses upon itself and they are teleported somewhere else. And so it takes a couple of okay. moments to wrap and then collapse and, you know, disappear. But like huh. in a way, I imagine it's like the wings come out and like probably like fold around you and then, poof, you know, you're gone. That's sweet. Because that's actually what the... the the second half of the the paragraph says is that mm-hmm. I can I can transport up to two people with me. Right. It the those to transport someone else that requires me taking a uh like making a test. Mm-hmm. But I'm guessing it it implies that if I just want to like teleport around that that's what the wording says. I don't know exactly. We we can we can talk about how right. we'll actually play this yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. But Angel Wings, it sounds pretty cool. And it, it was, honestly, that is what kind of defined or kind of sculpted the, the flavor around my character. Right. Um, the, the second move I have is called Smite, which is also kind of cool. Um, it just says, your body and divine weapons always count as a weakness against the monsters you fight. So I don't know if that, like, I know that weapons have different abilities, like silver and flaming and They whatever. do, depending on the, like, so, I mean, not to be, like, super obvious, but, like, silver, for sure, with, like, werewolves, right? Yes, you know? exactly. Because like, that works with, like, the fiction. Right. Um, now, real quick, sorry, not to 
rewind this all, but mm-hmm. I just I just real quick wanted to follow up on one thing about um the like teleportation and like the movement of mm-hmm. your uh your character here. So it says on a seven to nine, you don't quite make it, mm-hmm. you know, and either you're separated or you all appear in the wrong place. Is it something where like one to or not one, two to six, you just don't teleport at all? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, that's like a complete fail. It's like you just don't go anywhere. It's like, uh, that's where I'm like, I wrap everyone up like, let's go to the kitchen. And then the wings close. And then when they open back up, we're in like the laundry room. And I'm like, darn, messed right. up. Okay. Or I, okay. 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 Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. That makes that makes sense. All right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Sorry. Right, now now you can move on. I just want to. I just realized that I didn't mm-hmm. see anything for yeah completely six or less. failing. Right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um. Yeah. And then so smite. I at least when I read that I was like, huh. So it's like in Pokemon, if I was going up against a fire type, <laughs> I kind of was a rock type. Or like, and then as soon as we start fighting whatever like dragon type, I turn into fairy. And it's like, I'm like, that sounds kind of cool. Because it also states that my unarmed attacks are to harm, intimate, hand, messy. And I'm like, okay, so if I lose my sword, hey, I can still <laughs> fist the cuff some demons or whatever. <laughs> right, sure. And then the last thing, so I, I I, believe when I was like going through character creation, I was asking like, hey, what type of characters do we need? We have a lot of like, like what type of, I don't know, roles do we need? And I remember Colin, you saying that like, we have a lot of people that are like good at healing, good at being supports and good at being like science and uh-huh. leader. And I'm like, do we have any just straight up like barbarians or tanks or like damage dealers? And he's like, not so much. So I'm like, all right, I will take cast out evil, <laughs> which allows me to banish an unnatural creature from your presence by rolling tough. So on, on a 10 plus, which is, which is kind of hard to get, um, apparently I can just... If, if a demon is summoned, I can just try to just nope. You going back to hell? <laughs> so like cool. like a like like a literal banishment. Like you snap your fingers mm-hmm. and they're gone essentially. I according to uh, I believe it just takes like an action. That's sweet. And though of course uh, <laughs> if I uh, if I don't if I get a seven through nine actually the seven through nine isn't too bad. It just takes a little while. So the the creature has one or two actions before they're banished. Huh. Oh, but it says either way, the banished creature is unharmed and I have no control over where it goes. So, so it's not like, that, it, yeah, I, so I'm guessing, wait, hang on. That's for that seven like, to nine or no, that's oh, even including, plus, it, it is, that's including the 10 plus, huh? I, oh, actually, I don't know. So it says on a 10 plus it is banished. Oh, never. Okay, so after that says either way. The banished, so I'm assuming yeah. either way means on a 7 through 9 or a 10 plus. The banished creature is unharmed and you have no control over where it goes. So you could be like, <laughs> I banished thee to hell. And, and it turns out it's showing up in a Whataburger like 50 miles away. <laughs> and I was like, wait, this is this is better than my previous situation. <laughs> right. No, so yeah, so this move, yeah, it has some, um, uh, God, what's the word for it? Like unpredictable yeah. tendencies. Mm-hmm. And but you can use need, it on unnatural hunters too. That's yeah. kind of buck wild. But if we just need whatever monster, if we just need it not here, <laughs> <laughs> right? I can, uh, I can try to cast out the evil. <laughs> and so, so, last step. Why don't you tell us about your gear? Yep. So I think I alluded to it before. Um, I have a, a just like a, a silver long sword. So I'd imagine it probably just looks very like I'm imagining something straight out of like either like. Arthurian legend, like like Excalibur, very mm-hmm. kind of like bright, probably like I don't know, very fancy looking sword. Um, it's silver and holy, 
Um, and I, I, I don't, again, I, I don't know exactly how it works within the fiction. If like this sword is always kind of like on my back, or if it's on like, uh, I don't know, some sort of sheath. Mm-hmm. I kind of like to imagine that I just kind of manifest it when I need it. <laughs> like there's and, almost like this invisible sheath, and like when you reach down, it just sort of like yeah. kind of comes out of like this pocket dimension almost. Yep. Or it just kind of like reach out my hand, and it just it just little like sparkle, oh. and it slowly materializes into my hand, like Sailor Moon style. Yes. <laughs> thank you, Colin. But, I, see, I knew I had to put it in terms that you would get, Graham. Uh, thank you. I, I appreciate it. But a little that. bit less cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little more menacing. A I little would, more dangerous. I would love to see Usagi with like a giant, just like long sword. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so um, before we move yeah. on, uh, let's talk real quick about your character. Because I, mm. I don't think, I mean, sorry, I mean about... Like kind of how you came to be on this side, because, you know, we've talked about this because uh, a lot of the characters are being introduced as people who, you know, obviously are human. So they already live on this planet. But mm-hmm. we had to sort of talk about how to get you down to Earth. Right. Yeah. Um, and so some of this story can't be revealed just yet because it'll be revealed in other stories. Right. In, in arcs that are coming up. But mm-hmm. essentially, uh, Alex's character and I, my uh, the guy that I've been kind of. You've seen him a couple times, right? The guy with the southern accent and the blazer and and everything like that and the tablet. Um, The two of us uh, end up finding what we find through a translation to be a weapon against the apocalypse. And we go and unearth Indiana Jones style, this silver longsword. And suddenly Lucy is just standing in front of us. And I'm like... Why did you do that? Oh, God, where's the apocalypse? Let's get this over with. And we're like, oh, <sighs> we actually don't know who is doing it or like where they are. We just know that it's coming. And you're like, what? what? Oh, okay. so, so just put that sword right back there. Uh, Wake me up in like whenever. Just, Never? just, just, just like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so there's going to be some stuff that you'll like that people will hear eventually as, you know, um, most of these characters will have never met before. But a, a couple of us will have. And so Lucy and um, I don't know what Alex's character's name is just yet. He knows the first name, but he hasn't figured out the last name just yet. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I will reveal my character shortly. Um, but why don't we now move? Oh, sorry. I forgot. You also have divine armor, too, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. One point of armor. OK, mm-hmm. cool. Sorry. Didn't want to forget that. All right. So now yeah. let's let's uh, hop over to Jordan Reed. Mm-hmm. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> Let's hear all about his this character, because when he was telling me about it uh, behind closed doors, I was like, oh, yes, I, I want to hear more about this guy. So I, I did a little bit more um, tweaking and conceptualizing about my character today. And like typically in video games, like Graham, you were talking about how there's no tank yet or someone who can just take a lot of mm-hmm. damage and deal a lot of damage, which is always my go-to character in any sort of uh, like first-person shooter or something like that, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So I wanted to Skyrim, create... whatever. Exactly. Even though I've never Skyrimmed, uh, specifically Ooh. like mm-hmm. Destiny, uh, every Destiny mm-hmm. thing, every character is always this gigantic muscle human. Um, but I decided in this game... I wanted to do the opposite of that. So I did, I am playing as the flake. 
Um, the brief description of the flake is, it says this on the character sheet, everything's connected, but not everyone can see the patterns. And most people don't even look that hard, but me, the flake, I can never stop looking deeper. I can never stop seeing the truth. I spot the patterns. That's how I found the monsters. And that's how I help kill them, which is a really cool way of saying, I spend a lot of time at a computer, uh, in forums (laughs) and all this stuff. So my, my character's name is Garth Larson. And I wanted to use oh the last God. name Snodgrass only because <laughs> we, Lindsay and I went to high school with someone with the last name Snodgrass. And it's just, I want to tip my hat at the long, long, long lineage of the name Snodgrass. It's very good, but I'm not using it. So Garth Larson is me. Oh Garth is, if this is important, is Scandinavian or of Scandinavian descent, extremely pale, uh, I do not go outside very often. If I do, it's typically at night or, you know, I am sunglassed up and hatted up, which is to protect me from the sun, but also because it, I have this like it, superiority complex where I think that people are always looking for me. I'm very, very paranoid, but they're not at all. Um, is it a tinfoil hat? It's a, it's a tinfoil saran wrap parchment paper trio hat that I wear, um, that I've, it's recycled bake, you know, from baking and cookies and croissants and all sorts of things. No, just, it's a, it's a stupid baseball hat. Um, but, uh, uh, Garth Larson runs a blog, a local blog called, uh, neighborhood squatch where he talks about uh, crypto things and things going on and monsters. It's all very much so related to local paranormal things, but like in his opinion, fact. And it actually is all the things that he's captured and he puts on his blog are all actually real and proven and true. But the people who follow his blog do it ironically where they're like, I can't believe this thing exists. Would you look at what this guy's posting? They're obviously hoaxes. So Garth gets uh, trolled quite often. And, you know, he'll, he'll have some, some glimmers of hope where they're like, I can't believe this is real. Can you tell us more about it? And then Garth will write up this thing on his blog. We'll make follow-up posts about a comment, and people will, will reply back, just kidding. Uh, we think you're dumb. <laughs> we think your blog is, is very, very bad. Um, but Garth is also very active in local, like, counterculture, not not counterculture, underground sort of uh, blogs and forums. And his username on those, which I was really excited about, is Skunk Ape. But the A, but the, the, the A in Skunk Ape is a four. So it's Skunk 4PE. And he's like always, you know, he's, he's that person in uh, forums and stuff who's always like, well, actually, and then yada, 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 right? So pushes up glasses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. Or, or will take his glasses off and like rub his temples to like write out this diatribe, mm-hmm. like, well, here's actually what goes on with the Mothman or with whoever else. Um, so that's that's Garth in a nutshell. He's very antisocial. He doesn't like people very much. He works um, a midday shift, so from like one to nine or twelve to eight or something. Uh, he sleeps in the mornings, and then all night he's out investigating and hunting, and then curating the blog and making sure that he checks all of his forums for his self-prescribed loyal fans, or so he thinks uh, his loyal fans, but people don't really respect what Garth does, which which is ironic <laughs> because every single thing that he posts and that he writes is true but no one really gives him the time of day um 
So Garth is the flake. Uh, my moves, which I thought all of these, the, the ones I chose, I think fit Garth's character well. Standoffish, antisocial, except on a computer, sarcastic. Um, uh, my first move is crazy eyes, which just gives me uh, an additional plus one to weird. And I can get up to plus three weird, which is gro- which I'm very excited about. My other move <laughs> is suspicious mind. Which, I, I guess this is just what it is. It says, if someone lies to you, you know it. So, I don't know if I, I don't think I necessarily need to roll to, sell it, or to tell if someone's spouting garbage or not. I think that, I guess, uh, out of gameplay, it would be, well, Garth would already know this, correct? So, I don't know if this, if this move would necessarily interrupt the flow of gameplay often enough. I'm sure we can, we can figure out a way to streamline it. Right. Um, but I also think that this is, even though, you know, we're, we're saying over the, the chat or whatever that Garth would know this, the, the characters probably don't know until Garth, or unless Garth lets them know. Or it's a case of like, no, what are you talking about, Garth? We could totally believe the the sketchy looking store clerk. I totally like. There's nothing. He's not lying to us. Right. Come on, man. Exactly. And like, I I think mm-hmm. there's some really interesting stuff there too because with that suspicious mind, it could be a thing of like someone goes, well, you know, we haven't seen or heard from them in five months, right? And then like you sit there and you go, no, that that's bullshit because your neighbor just said that you saw them two days ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or if it's like, you know, maybe it's something a little bit more like intricate where it's like talking about maybe some sort of secret and you're like, okay, thanks. And then the second the doors close, it's like, okay, so that guy was absolutely lying and here's why. Right. And you know, you can kind of debunk it. And it's like, and then people can kind of ask, well, why would that guy lie to us? Because I don't know, what does he have to gain from it? You know? So it's yes. then trying to figure out that stuff again, kind of suspicious and like not calling the person out, but like, making sure everyone's aware. I think that's got a lot of interesting stuff to it. I think so too. And I, and I think, and the, the reason why I chose suspicious mind is not because Garth is particularly sharp. Uh, but I think that Garth is just <laughs> Garth, but Garth is just, uh, <laughs> so plugged in to local culture and what's going on. And, you know, perhaps Garth is very good at internetting and hacking or something that Garth just kind of knows these things uh there's you can you can picture garth's what what he refers to as his office which is just uh, a small area in his kitchen where there's you know cb radios and local newspapers and magazines i mean picture you're like since this is monster of the week and all of these the actual monster of the week type shows are laden with stereotypes and certain archetypes because that's mm-hmm. why people enjoy them i mean you can picture mm-hmm. the like chalkboard or corkboard with like string and stuff attaching this to this and whatever so garth just kind of knows these things because he never leaves his home and because this he's he's always trying to what um uncover or make public all the weird monster stuff and cover up things that could be going on nationally or locally or whatever um Hmm. my other my my last move is called net friends which says you know a lot of people on the internet and that's basically, and it, it gives me no bonuses or no points. It just says that I have friends on the internet. I'm just kidding. Here's what it says. And isn't that the true bonus in the end? <laughs> isn't that the, the true bonus? Knowing, uh, knowing 
uh, Blazer420 uh on reddit <laughs> on the uh harry potter subreddit uh but this one says when you contact a net friend to help you with a mystery i'll roll plus charm which i only have one to charm um which i think works in my favor because in the real world i'm probably not very charming but online you know you can you can do a little bit more self-editing um on a 10 plus, your net friends are, are helpful. They can fix something. They can break a code. They can hack a computer or get me special information that's available online or through hacking or something. Uh, on a 7 to 9, they're prepared to help, but it's either going to take some time or you're going to have to do part of it myself. Uh, and on a miss, I will burn some bridges, which is also Ooh. very what common in internet, in internet, inside of the right. internet. So how many followers and or like friends do you have? Like, is there going to be a certain point in which you're like, uh oh, I've used up my whole dang Rolodex. I would like to think. Well, it could be something as like uh, on a forum or even in like a live chat room or something. I don't know if chat rooms still exist. Uh, I I feel like with this (laughs) character, which which makes me excited to play it with Internet and things like that. I feel like I'm painfully irrelevant and out of touch and out of date. So I would think that, you know, I would have a few go to people who maybe I've met in the forums because all the people who follow my blog uh, do so ironically. But there might be some people in forums and stuff in which I could contact or perhaps like just kind of like when you post something to Reddit, all of a sudden you're getting all these answers and stuff because Mm -hmm. people people Mm -hmm. love letting people know what they think. Um, Right. Absolutely. And so I'm, I'm guessing like, you know, so there's all these people who follow your blog and like shit on it, but there's like those five, there's like those five to 10 people who are like in the comment sections kind of coming to your aid. Like, like you're just upset because Garth is telling you the truth and your minds can't accept it. And you're just like, oh, hey, Dave, thanks. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Like, hackers of Reddit. How do I hack a high security like door? <laughs> First response. Well, I'm not a hacker, but <laughs> now I am 10 and I do live in Indiana, but <laughs> but one time I had to life hack Subway. So, I think I'm relevant to talk about this. I've um... life hacked my mom's meatloaf plenty of times in which <laughs> I dunk it, I dunk it in ketchup and I eat it very quickly. ketchup is so gross man you know i like i like ketchup a lot really i do it wasn't in your it wasn't in your five condiments that you were going to keep in your fridge no i know but because i never it's always a treat for me when i leave anywhere i we Ah. we never have ketchup at the house but somewhere else it's like oh (laughs) a little treat for me ketchup (laughs) oh my god yeah i mean like if i'm eating french fries it's just it's a habit i have to have ketchup yes agree apple cider Uh, vinegar or malt no sorry malt vinegar malt Malt vinegar vinegar. yes and ketchup thank you so much Mm -hmm. malt vinegar or like honey mustard or ranch i think are all acceptable things to dip in there's just something weird about catsup that (laughs) just that that just bothers me i don't know what it is um okay you mentioned ranch Specifically, when I go to Chick Fil A, I get oh their their like a uh, buttermilk ranch, their ranch and dip godly. those the the uh, the waffle fries. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, okay. Sorry. We're, we're, my bad. I see. This is the conspiracy, right? That we're like we're letting the media of condiments, the big mm-hmm. condiments, yeah. are getting in the way of our story. So tell me about your weapons. So the weapons for Garth or for the flake were like really intense like all the all the ones my my normal weapons they're all guns it's i just don't think i don't think that garth would have a gun 
So, and that's totally okay. Are, We've are already there like tranquilizers or something like that. Because I feel like Garth would have like I'm, I, this is my my specific tranquilizer rifle for hunting the Mothman. You know, <laughs> right, like a hunting rifle with a but that only has tranks in it. May, then maybe that's the thing. I, I just don't know how we'd like change to harm to mm-hmm. end up being like oh, and also it tranquilizes you. I'm just gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with this for fear of making it a little bit too complicated. That yes, Garth has a gun, but he only carries it when he's out at night, and it's not. It's only for like last case scenario, or sorry, right. worst case scenario. I have to mm-hmm. use a nine mil that I bought from some rando online and i did do it illegally because it was cheaper but it's also like i don't want you know it's gar- hey i mean hey Garth this style. is america baby this is america um, right so i have so a what, oh, go, go ahead colin i was gonna say so tell me about your hidden weapons though because that sounds dope okay hidden weapons well if, if i didn't make it apparent i i uh, have the nine millimeter it does two harm mm-hmm. it's close and loud my hidden weapons are very much so garth style uh, one of them is just called a watchman's flashlight, which I think I'm just going to say is a, what, like a, a mag light or something, some like a super high powered <laughs> LED, uh, and then it does one harm and I hold it in my hand. Now, I don't believe it does harm if I just shine it on somebody. Uh, it's not, not, it's not enchanted. It's not a fanciful flashlight. I think I just, I, I would hit, I would use it as a blunt object. And then Ooh. the other one, which I'm saying that Garth got at a gas station somewhere, is a butterfly knife, one of those little folding knives that right. you see people flip around and you're like, oh, how cool is that? Um, and that also was one harm, my little butterfly knife. Hey, everyone, it's Colin here. Uh, it is your keeper um, of podcast ads uh i'm here to talk to you real quick uh, about two real fast things that we want to promote here uh the first i sort of already teased it earlier so i figured i might as well put it in this episode uh let's talk about four sigmatic uh beyond the portabella an entire kingdom of mushroom exists many with amazing health benefits for immunity energy and longevity that have been studied for centuries Four Sigmatic believes in the real magic of functional mushrooms like reishi, chaga, cordyceps, and lion's mane, as well as other superfoods and adaptogens like rhodiola, elethro, and chisandra to help us live healthier, more enhanced lives. Four Sigmatic makes drinking mushrooms and superfoods delicious and easy to do with a wide variety of mushroom coffees, mushroom superfood blends, and mushroom elixirs. They sell tins for at-home use and single-serve packets, which are convenient to carry and to share. Four Sigmatic not only offers coffee blends, but hot cocoa, elixirs, superfood blends, and matcha tea, too. The best way to enjoy Four Sigmatic products is to blend them with a cup of hot water and your favorite nut milk, or simply mixing them into smoothies and shakes. Save 10% on your entire order by entering the promo code SCAVTRUFFLE at checkout. Um, we actually just recently here at, uh, Scavengers Network, hey, uh, headquarters HQ, um, we just got a little package from, uh, Four Sigmatic the other day, and, uh, I have not tried the coffee just yet, but I opened the box at, like, you know, 7 p.m., um, and so I had some of the hot cocoa mix, um, and I didn't have any nut milk, but I did pour a little normal milk in, uh, and it was quite delicious. Um, so, like we said, save 10% on your entire order. 
So like I said, save 10% on your entire order by entering the promo code SCAVTRUFFLE at checkout and try some of that good, good mushroom mixes. Normally we do two ads here. Um, this week I'm going to change it up just a little bit. Uh, if you listen to Journey Under 30, which comes out every other Tuesday, you'll find that this Tuesday, this uh, just a couple days ago, Alex and I talked about uh, Malala Yousafzai um, on the show, and we spent some time talking about her fund, and so I wanted to share that on this show as well, instead of uh, another sponsor ad, um, just because I think that this is pretty important. So, um, so let's talk about the Malala Fund. Founded in 2013, Malala Fund champions every girl's right to 12 years of free, safe, quality education. We believe girls are the best investment in the future of peace and prosperity of our world. Malala Fund works in regions where the most girls miss out in secondary education. So our primary countries currently are Pakistan. Our primary countries right now are Pakistan, Afghanistan, India, Nigeria, and countries housing Syrian refugees, such as Jordan, Lebanon, and Turkey. Uh, and there are many things that you can do to help. Uh, you can create a fundraising page to support Malala Fund's work uh, to see every girl in school. You can join the movement by signing up for the latest news from Malala and how you can help girls go to school. Uh, you can also donate and help every girl learn for 12 years and lead without fear. Um, a gift to Malala Fund supports girls' secondary education projects around the world. And lastly, you can host a screening of He Named Me Malala, the documentary film about Malala, her family, and her advocacy for girls' education. Uh, so just go to www.malala.org for more details. Um, it's a great cause and absolutely something worth following and working with to help make a difference in countless lives. Real quick, I will say, I realized that I forgot to ask Jordan how much about his character that he tells uh, the the man in the blazer. So I guess I'm going to have to ask him that the next time we see him. Um, but uh, other than that, this uh, episode was a lot of fun to record. I love working with Jordan. I love working with Graham. Um, I mean, honestly, I just love working with everyone on this network. It's such a great team. Uh, and man, I am just so thrilled to be doing this show with such a fantastic team of people. So uh, let's get right back into it, shall we? Um, now, real quick, before we um, move on, because I, I dude, I, I, everyone's characters are just so stupid good. It's like almost <laughs> angering how good everyone is at creating characters. Uh, the one thing that I either I somehow missed it because I was laughing at something else, or we may have uh, accidentally overlooked it. What is your what does Garth look like? Because there's you know at the very top of of uh, of all the playbooks, there's like. Um, a list of things that you pick from. Yes. Um, and they say pick one though. I'm always cool with people picking more than one if they want. You know what I mean? Cause it's just looks. Yeah. Right? Um, I think Garth is sort of form over, f no, sorry. Function over form it is what's the, I, mm -hmm. Garth does not care very much about appear about, about his appearance. Um, right. It's like comfort rather than, there we go. um, 
Yeah, rather than appearance. Yes, a thousand percent. So mm-hmm. Garth uh, typically, even well, except for inside of his house, unless he's going to be doing some sort of like a vlog type thing with his crappy webcam on his computer, um, because Garth uh, does not have a Mac like a lot of computer people do. So he has a very, very old HP which uh, in real life is also what I own. And it's a very bad and old computer. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's not bad. It was, it's just old and it's dying slowly. Um, But uh, Garth will typically wear a baseball hat and sunglasses, um, aviators because he's a little out of touch and he thinks like, Oh, these make me look cool. But Garth has a hat that he got at the same gas station where he got his butterfly knife. It just says sit go because he got it at a sit go. Um, and he's just typically wearing all black. Uh, his T-shirts, I, I did think about the T-shirts. Garth is usually wearing sort of dated band T-shirts. Um, those those bands might still be good, but they're like these sort of like first or second iterations. Like when that band's second album came out in like the mid-90s, those are the shirts. That, mm-hmm. Like maybe a System of a Down T-shirt <laughs> or maybe like uh, a Limp Biscuit T-shirt because, hey, everyone kind of dabbled, I think, uh, with Limp Biscuit. Um, but just like a pair of random sort of ratty black, like borderline sort of, what is it like army Navy or like, um, what's the word tactical, like black cargo pants or something. Oh, the, oh, oh okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, he does have Velcro shoes because why bother (laughs) if you're running easier to get in and out of too. Exactly. What about Heelys though? You know, he does have Heelys at home, but they're his nephews, (laughs) but his nephew has gigantic feet. So they also fit Garth. (laughs) Is his nephew Sam Grezes? His nephew is Sam Grezes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Who did Healy down the Chicago, my brother, my brother and me show. Oh, that was Sam? Yeah, that was Sam. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. That's Isn't so that great. He he certainly like he lives in infamy now on an episode. It's amazing. Oh, a thousand percent he does. Oh, that's really great. Um but yeah, just uh, Velcro shoes again, uh function because if you're running or you're in the woods or whatever, you don't want to have to worry about your laces coming untied. Um mm-hmm. and that's it. So usually all black because that's how you do uh, when you're Garth and yep, uh, again, very, very, very pale skin. One of the reasons why he likes to spend his time looking around at night also because you're typically not spotted more at night. Um, and yeah, that's it. Very pale, very blonde hair because he's Scandinavian. <laughs> um, that's fantastic. Now, do you have a character voice? Cause I, I would be curious to hear what that sounds like before we, you know, I, I do not. My my character voice for Garth is just maybe a little bit less wordy, very simplified, short answers, and that's it. Okay. A little bit, a little bit uh, unimpressed all the time. Always a little bit sort of not melancholy, but uh, what's the word? Nonplussed. Is that? Mm-hmm. I think that's right. Yeah. So def- definitely oh. very different from Jordan Reed. Which yes. Is- which is also cool, you know, playing playing a bit essentially that's that's a total opposite. Yes, one thousand percent in personality I... and uh, internet expertise. Mm. <laughs> oh man, I dig it so much. All right, well before we uh, quit away, since we kind of have a smaller grouping here today, I was going to reveal my character later in the game. But um, I feel like maybe now is just the sort of the time to to get through it, right? Um, mm-hmm. So 
Um, kind of like we talked about, right? Like, uh, I may not necessarily be the keeper for every episode. So I wanted to have my own character so that if anyone ever wanted to put me in the field, they could. Um, but I also figured the way that this would work is, is that if someone else becomes the keeper, their character is just the person who gives out the assignment to whoever the trio that's being sent into the field is, right? Oh, cool. So, you know, and it all, I mean, I think it also helps because that's one character that you always know, like that every person will always know is like in their back pocket. So, you know, if someone really needs someone to call and to give info on or whatever, right? Like they know that like, okay, well, my character um, who's usually out in the field can easily be the person at HQ that can answer these questions, right? Nice. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's how we're doing that. Um, so I am choosing something from the kind of extended playbooks. Um, I am playing as a mad scientist. Oh, nice. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm also going to read the little thing, kind of like Jordan did that's on, on, on this description. Um, it says, Why, yes, I do consider myself to be an expert on the subject of monsters, having created a few of my own. Oh, no, don't worry. I gave up such things and have dedicated my life to eradicating monsters now. Hmm. Yes. Eradicating them. Most certainly. Um, I don't think so, I've ever used the word eradicate ever in my life. Oh, me neither. And I, I think that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why it's such a, it's so clearly like a mad scientist. Yes. You know, now here's the other thing, right? Um, so I will talk about character voice real quick before I get into the appearance and everything like that. Uh, we have already met this character. This is the man that is in the kind of like blazer. I guess it's, it's kind of closer to like a tweed jacket. Maybe. I don't know. It's like, he looks very much like a professor, right? Like one of those kind of nice sports coats kind of thing but like maybe with like the patches on the elbows oh yeah a little bit more refined Mm -hmm. now colin i will say that that is i don't like to talk a lot about non-podcasty things but when i first started uh teaching at ohio dominican i wore one of those jackets with the patches on the elbow See, there you go. Mm. More refined, a refined professional look. Um, Ultimate frisbee coach. (laughs) Yes. And so that's the look that, you know, that I was sort of going for there. And we've already heard from this guy, right? And my thought was at one point, you know, what's a mad scientist? It has to be like maybe a gruff sounding person or like a, oh, yes, Dr. Bond. We, as I missed the Bond, we've been expecting you. Come right this way. You know, like a little bit of like that typical, like, you know. I have created a monster unlike any other. Yes. Oh, yes. Right. But like, I was like, that's so, it's like, again, that's so stereotypical. And I get that this game is a little bit of, you know, you have these archetypes and you're really got to lay into them. But there was something appealing to me about taking a voice that you wouldn't, that like society and like entertainment really doesn't associate with being smart. Right. Word. So at one point I was thinking about like, kind of like a Joe Pesci kind of voice. Um, but, uh, then I was just like, no, the, the voice to me that like, I think too often in movies, like when you have a stupid guy, quote unquote, it's always a Southern person, which I think is mm-hmm. kind of bullshit. Cause I know plenty of Southerners with like thick accents that are some of the smartest people you'll ever meet. Yes. And so that's why I love the idea mm-hmm. of like, 
a guy who has a little bit of a draw being like, well, yeah, hell yeah, man, I'll eradicate those monsters. But like, <laughs> and for a little bit, it does sound again, kind of typical, like, oh, well, he just means like, he'll take a shotgun or whatever. But then like, he'll go on this like long paragraph of like, how physics work, and you know, how you can create a wormhole to end up in another location. He's like, and that's kind of how the, the angel here works. You know, essentially, he's creating a pocket dimension that he's stepping in through, you know, and you're like, what the fuck is a pocket dimension, you know? Um, and I love that, that, that sound or like that idea. Um, now, like I said, I, I understand it says pick one from each list, but I have crazy hair um, and now a distinctive scar on my face. Um, so that mm. is sort of my look. Um, and I imagine that there are going to be times where I will wear a lab coat because, you know, if you're doing experiments and doing chemistry stuff, you need protection. Yes. Um, and once, and as such, I will sometimes have large goggles, but like, you know, it's not like a, I have goggles on my head or my face 24 seven. You're not a nerd. Right, exactly. Like I like I look, I know that you have like safety comes first, but like I'm not gonna wear them with every experiment. It's like, look, I can I can keep it cool sometimes. Um so I um also picked two areas of study, um, just because again, I imagine I'm not gonna be going into the field that often, but I wanted to make sure that I had a reason to be able to talk about all these topics with folks. Um so I have biogenetic engineering and fringe physics um, ah. as my as the sciences that I have uh, multiple PhDs in. Um, there's a lot of really great options in here, like necromantic animation, uh, al- alchemic uh, recombination, hypokinetic manipulation, which was pretty sick, cybernetic augmentation, demonic channeling, which is weird, though, because I, I feel like that's not really an area of scientific study True, you know, for demonic channeling, which is very odd, uh, and philosophical engineering. Hmm. So for my moves, uh, I chose, hang on, where did I put these? Um, I definitely picked You Look Familiar. Uh, once per hunt, you may ask the keeper whether you recognize a bit of your old handiwork or something you ran across in your studies, um, because that is certainly how a lot of these creatures are going to be introduced. Like, I've certainly come across them before, um, mm-hmm. and that's how I will know that that's what you're dealing with. Um, and, you know, you guys will have to also figure certain things out so I can look things up and go, aha, you're dealing with a snollygaster, right? You know, like, that's the creature in Maryland that will sometimes pick up small children or dogs. Um, you know, uh, and I think that's a very interesting call. Uh, the weird science, um, Oh, no, sorry, not weird science. I'm sorry. That's not the right one. Uh, I definitely picked, uh, laboratory, uh, because we need a HQ, right? Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so that's kind of, we've sort of already seen a little bit of that as well. Um, and, I, I'm not going to lie. I've been a little stuck um, on whether I want to be a destructive genius or if I want to go for I was a bad, bad man. Um, Colin, if you're so, stuck, you just mm-hmm. need to align your chakras, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know. But I, kn- I do know that as you level up and stuff like that, you can get uh, extra moves. So um, I think I'm probably going to stick with destructive genius. Um, because for right now, like I was a bad, bad man is more for when you're working with bystanders. And if I'm not going to be in the field for a while, there's no point in me having that. Um, but destructive genius is interesting because I can 
tell people how to build temporary or uh, like quick weapon sort of thing. Um, I can later on, I can have sort of a, 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 what's it called? Like a sidekick kind of character, but I don't know how much we're really going to need that if we have so many characters already. Yeah. You can get Igor though. I was thinking more like a Morty to to my Rick, Uh, but um, just because I really like the idea of like the bumbling idiot that's beside you. That's always like, you know, where you can be like 10% right as usual, Morty, Um, give them that kind of attitude. Um, But uh, yeah, so I was a former fiend. uh, And so as a former fiend, you have a dark villainous past that comes back to haunt you, kind of similar to the Crooked, right? Mm. Um, which is another character type in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this, it sort of kind of gives you a list of like, when I have to use luck, um, the whoever's the keeper can use something uh, from this list to connect it to me. So like... You know, uh, maybe if I am trying to hide that I know something about the current monster, the hunters can find evidence that I do know about it, or the monster mm-hmm. itself could identify me as its creator, stuff like that. Like, there's a lot of really interesting things there. Um, and so the last thing we'll get to here for me is my weapons. So I have a weird science weapon, and then I get a backup weapon. Um, and kind of like Graham, like, so Graham, um, Graham's weapon choices were like a silver axe or a flaming sword, and we sort yeah. of combine two options to make mm-hmm. uh, our own weapon. Um, I'm changing up the sonic rifle a little bit, just more of like in the description, as uh, not so much of as to what it does. Um, but I am going to have a laser rifle. It's very mm-hmm. reminiscent of like the Fallout weaponry, um, mm-hmm. because I love those weapons it might be closer to like a pistol maybe i don't know but like it is a laser weapon of some sort because like how can you be a a mad scientist and not have a laser you know what i mean um and then the last thing that i keep on me at all times is um a uh a 38 revolver Mm. um i i always keep one strapped to my leg just in case um and so that's uh that's my character um oh shit i didn't tell the name yeah my character's name is dr hank mansfield Mm -hmm. um and i have just an insane amount of secrets uh (laughs) and it's going to be very fun because uh there's a lot of stuff that i can keep from folks and then there's a lot of information that will be brought forward only when the time is right and it will be interesting to see how people react to the information. Mm. Um, so I think it'll be I think it'll be a lot of fun. I something else that I guess we'll say before I, we all say goodbye here is um, if I can help it. Uh, you know, it's mm. it's hard to work with with schedules uh, um, of so many people. But mm. until we finish telling everybody about all of our characters, I'm I think I'm really going to try and get this show to be weekly. Uh, until we get through all of the character introductions, and then we'll go back to then we'll actually start the real bi-weekly schedule. Um, okay. Just so you know, it's not like you know three months later we're finally starting the story. You know, mm. um, so uh, before we give the walkout scene, why don't we uh, all kind of do our little plugs, right? Of like who we are mm. and where we can find each other, or whatever, and then uh, and then I'll read us out. I'm Graham Thompson. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Twitter at G 
G-R-R-R-A-H-A-M-T. That's Graham T, but with three R's. <laughs> or find me on YouTube at uh, the Scavengers Network. There you go. Graham's on all sorts of shows like Family Game Night, Scavengers Play, Single Player Sunday, uh, mm-hmm. and some other uh, little fun things. So you can find him there for sure. Uh, what about you, Jordan? Uh, sure. Hey, hello. You can find me <laughs> on Twitter at JRDN underscore read. Same on Instagram. You can also find our shows, Instagram and Twitter at spooky underscore spouses. And uh, also I am changing one of my moves <laughs> to my <Okay>. character <laughs> because I was looking, I was reading more and more and plus weird doesn't do anything for me because I can't use magic and it doesn't really do much. So I'm only mm-hmm. I'm only changing crazy eyes. That's all I'm doing because it's kind of like in chess where it's not an official move until you take your hand off the piece, which I think is a real That's rule, uh, unless I just made it up. <laughs> yeah. So I'm changing one of my moves. I'm no longer getting crazy eyes, so I just have plus one weird. But I'm using C. It all fits together, which I can use sharp instead of charm to manipulate mm-hmm. someone, which is good because oh. I'm not charming. And I'm thinking that because of internet things, I'm a little bit sharper because I know a little bit more, perhaps, like what's going on. So I do have plus two sharp. So that's that's what I'm doing okay. forever and ever. Uh, amen to Amen. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. If you want to find me, you can find me at Colin M. Parker on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, I'm all sorts of all over the place with the scavengers network i'm also on some of the video series with graham i'm also on journey under 30 with alex taylor who will be introduced in a episode coming up uh i'm also on the bad pen pal i am the guide for eq a though that means really i'm there for the first minute and the last minute just to give the hello and the goodbye um and uh we have a lot of really cool stuff now that it's the summertime and people have graduated um oh hey by the way graham and i both graduated just last week congratulations you guys congrats this is our first uh this is our first episode since uh graduation that's cool i just realized that Mm -hmm. um so yeah no but now that we have a little bit more spare time we've got a lot of really cool projects that we want to work on myth takes is one of those so uh, you know, thank you so much for joining us here on this show. So right. let me do the little walkout scene here and, uh, that'll be it. Alrighty. Once again, we are in the hallway now about 45 minutes before the conference room scene. Lucy is still waiting there. We hear the familiar hiss of a door opening and Hank steps out. Lucy, I need you to prepare the conference room. When we're done with the individual interrogations, I'm going to have to hear from them as a group. I'm going to need to figure out how they all ended up in the mix. I ain't going to turn down help in this, but so many of them got pulled in. Some of them are linked for sure, but the rest of them are just poor innocent folks though poor innocent bastards who got pulled into the middle of a holy war that they sure as shit didn't ask to be a part of. But they're a fucking part of it now, whether they like it or not.
Hello, I am Colin Parker. And I'm Alex Taylor. And we are the hosts of Journey Under 30. This is a podcast all about us doing what we can to be named in a future Forbes 30 Under 30. On each episode, we take a look at a career of an individual that has been recognized by Forbes. Sometimes we look at careers that we think were overlooked. Or sometimes we talk about the careers that you may not know about, but you should. And in the end, we discuss what we've learned as well as how we can apply to our own career paths as we make our mark in this world. So join us every other Tuesday on whatever podcatching app you choose, and we'll see you on the Forbes. See ya. Bye-bye now.